Yes, I attended college. I attended hair school. Hair school? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I told so, you my hairstyle. Why do many African women are putting more dreadlocks than before? When I was growing up, there was a lot of uh, products coming from the West that really destroyed our hair as mm -hmm. black women. Because they wanted, or most of us black women wanted our hair to mm -hmm. be straight. Mm -hmm. You know, so we were putting a lot of chemicals on our hairs and destroying our hairs. Hello everyone, my name is Resin Hawirema. This is a Made in African show that brings you true and original stories of Africans in a growing movement, highlighting the craftsmanship, creativity and the entrepreneurial spirit of African designers, artisans and businesses. You got me loving everything that you do And every time we touch, baby, I can't deny Love so sweet, unafanyanakinai And I'm so glad that I made you mine My songs, I usually write them uh, according to my mood I could not keep up with going to work every single day I had my young girl she was very, very young. In today's episode, we are with Becky Muthoni, a very talented Kenyan musician. She's among top African female singers who continue to keep reggae music alive. Muthoni is an entrepreneur under her company, The Ravish Dreadrocks Limited, based in Kenya, professionally in hairdressing and beauty therapy. I was not able to take care of her, the salon, my house, everything. The music? No, I couldn't. So mm -hmm. she had to move with my mom. Remember, Made in African Show brings you weekly episode produced by NCB The Base One TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back again in our episode with the Airways special guest. We are right here in the middle of Nairobi. Once again, welcome in Made African podcast, and today we are the Miss um, Becky Muthoni. Yes. How are you, Muthoni? I'm very fine. How You're are very you? fine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So, if you want to increase your voice, you are most welcome as well. Okay. Oh, I'm as the queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. I'm good. How are you doing? Uh -huh, I'm doing very well. Good. So, Becky. Yeah. Let us, uh, what listeners and viewers know, who is Becky? Okay. So, Becky Modoni is a singer, a songwriter, a recording and performing artist. Apart from that, Becky is a hairstylist, a loctician to be specific. And also, I am a content creator. And apart from that, what I do, I'm also a mother to one beautiful young girl. Okay. That is Becky Modoni. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, Becky, which part of Kenya did you grow up? I've grown up in Nairobi. Oh. Kenya, Nairobi. So, you're a city girl. Yes, I'm a city girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when did you realize that uh, an African woman has to wake up and uh, take care of herself? At what age? At what age? Okay. Yes. Uh, I'd say I discovered myself when I became a teenager. That's when I started noticing the small details about myself, my hair, my skin, you know, I started becoming uh, more sensitive and more aware of everything that is happening um, around me and within my body and within myself. Mm -hmm. So I'd say when I was a teen, I just said 12, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you remember at that age when that's 
makes you to feel like um, I need to wake up your hair, I need mm. to wash my clothes. Of course, you are a teenager, you are 12. Yeah. Uh, so how did I, you I realize that you need to wake up as an African woman to mm. start running, to take care of yourself? Mostly uh, changes that started happening within my body. You know, as a woman, as you grow up, there are many changes that happen, you know, as we grow up, uh, we start our menses, you know, and at that particular moment, a lot of things change in a girl's, you know, mm -hmm, life, mm -hmm. you know, hygienically, yes. the way you relate with people, you know, everything changes. Mm -hmm. So I think from, from that point, mm -hmm. you know, when everything in my body changed and my hormones and everything, mm -hmm. I think that's when I, this, I realized I need to you know, wake up and take care of myself now, I'm a, I'm a grown woman, you know, mm -hmm. if I do this, something might happen, you know, mm -hmm. if I mess up, this might happen, you know, so I needed to, you know, be straight and think straight and just take care of myself as a woman. Okay. Yeah. So uh, where did you go to high school? Mm -hmm. So I went to two schools. Mm -hmm. uh, one uh, was Huruma Girls High School, mm -hmm. right here in Nairobi. And I transferred from that school and I went to Ngara Girls High School, which is actually in the middle of Nairobi, in the CBD. Oh, really? It's a walking distance, yes. It's a walking distance from the CBD. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's where I went to high school. Okay. Yeah. Did you attend any college? Yes, I attended college. I attended hair school. Hair school? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I told so, you I'm a hairstylist. Ah, yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah. So, Becky, before we proceed, I know some of our listeners and the viewers, because they know we have you today in our studio, mm -hmm. so they're wondering to hear and listen your voice. Your voice. So, yeah. can you give us, like, um, choose small piece among of your favorite songs? Okay. So, maybe give us a chorus and one verse. Okay. So, our listeners can uh, get to know who is the queen in the studio yes okay so yes. Yeah. Okay, let me sing the song it's, mm -hmm. it's a love song okay it's called master key it's a song that is it's one of the songs in my ep my latest ep and it goes like this okay <laughs> no one can 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 love me the way you 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 love me no one can 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 love me you got me master key no one can 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 love me the way you 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 love me no one can 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 love me you got me master key yeah nahisikama umeni pa jojo penzela kumeni weka jojo you got me loving everything that you do and every time we touch, baby, I can't deny Love so sweet, unafanya na kinai And I'm so glad that I made you mine Oh! <laughs> yes, that's... This is so lovely. Thank this you so This is much. so lovely. So I went <laughs> back so to the music, but why did you make that song, Becky? Uh, Mastaki, you know, my songs, I usually write them uh, according to my mood, you know, mm -hmm. it, it could be my mood or something that is going on in someone, someone who's close to me, you know, someone, something that's going on in their life, mm -hmm. um, something that I can relate to. So that's, that particular song is a love song. And I wrote that song in a particular time of my life when I was experiencing some good loving, you know, I was in that element. Okay. 
So yeah, that's when I came up with Master Key. Master Key. Mm -hmm. That is a very lovely song. Thank so, you so much. Uh, our listeners and the viewers, <laughs> by the end, you will tell them where they can find your lovely music. Yeah. So, um, Becky, how is living in Nairobi to you? Like someone who we have our followers of our podcast from mm. all over, from United States, from mm. Europe, from Australia. So, mm. how is it you living? How is it living in Nairobi to you? Okay, personally, I've, yeah, personally, I've lived yeah. I've lived in Nairobi for my entire life, ever since I was born. You mm -hmm. know, I've been in Nairobi, and I can say Nairobi is a good city. It's a developed city. Mm -hmm. There's you you can find everything you need in Nairobi. Mm -hmm. So to me, living in Nairobi is first of all it's a privilege because. Mm -hmm. There's, you can find everything here. You know, it's not easy to live where everything is accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, so to me, it's a privilege. And living in Nairobi is just... I, I don't know what, what more to say mm -hmm. because I've been here my entire life. Your entire and life. And I've grown up here. Mm -hmm. And city life is all I know. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I've visited other places and other countries mm -hmm. but yeah living in Nairobi is to me is amazing it's amazing yes it's a privilege it's amazing it's wonderful the weather is good the people are amazing <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah okay Becky you mentioned about your degree in uh, hair yeah that's a very interesting actually um, so tell us more about you are business actually. Mm. Yeah, tell us so, what is uh, Lavish Dreadlocks and mm. when did you start it? Okay. So, Lavish Dreadlocks is my business and I started it in 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, I used to work in another salon in town, mm -hmm. in Nairobi CBD. Then I opened my own. Uh, which is located along Bagadi Way. Started mm -hmm. it in 2018 mainly because I could not keep up with going to work every single day. I had my young girl, mm -hmm. she was very, very young, and I was living at my mom's house. So I had, and my mom was also going to work, so I had to find a nanny to take care of my baby. Mm -hmm. So I had to find a nanny and still go to work. And at that particular moment, I had just started in the hair industry, so I didn't have like many clients. So mm -hmm. I, I was not making enough money for me to be able to pay the nanny and sustain myself and my baby. So I had to think of something to do now that I had already had the skill. You know, I was working in town for some time, so at least I had the skill. And I needed to do something because now I couldn't afford paying a nanny mm -hmm. and, you know, so yeah, I had to, I decided I need to come back to the area where I was living mm -hmm. and just find clients there mm -hmm. and start something. At least I'll be able to take care of my baby and still be able to work at the same time. And luckily, um, my mom's friend was selling their salon. And it was a dreadlock salon. So I don't know if it's luckily or coincidentally, <laughs> I, I don't get. Mm -hmm. But it, it just happened like that. And uh, we, we were able to buy the small salon. It was just like a small salon, a small structure. Mm -hmm. And we bought the structure. And that, that's where I started. 
and I was going to work with my young baby every single day and you know trying to make ends meet mm -hmm. and from there everything grew I got more clients I moved to a bigger space and from there I also moved again to a bigger space mm -hmm. and that is how lavish that's that's the story of lavish that's how lavish started that is a very lovely story. Yeah. So how did you manage? Because Nairobi is very crazy, mm -hmm. it's very busy, mm -hmm. and um, let me call a single mom mm. to take care of yeah. the baby that mm -hmm. time, mm -hmm. and you made the company how it is today. So mm -hmm. how was it hard for you to... Okay, so... Yeah, how did you manage it? It sounds very, say, very hard. I'd say I was not alone. I was not doing it alone, you know? My mom was my biggest support, my biggest support system. She helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, I was living in her house, so I was not paying rent. That's for one. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing I was paying for was the nanny. But now I'm here taking care of my baby, mm -hmm. so there's no need of me to pay the nanny. Mm -hmm. So I, I was making something extra, you know. I'm, mm -hmm. not going, I'm not paying bus fare to go to town where I used to work before. So I was making at least something extra. And I was able to save, you understand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So with that, my, um, I can say my mom really helped me with everything, that, uh, with everything mm -hmm. and with every single step that I made, my mom was there. Mm -hmm. And just the support of my clients mm -hmm. and the way I grew, mm -hmm. yeah. That's a very interesting. I hope your clients they are recent. They will listen this podcast I and they are listening this listen. podcast. I'm going to so, share it and yeah, they're definitely going to yeah. listen. So to you will send them a message. Yeah. Um, that's a very interesting. Yes. So the baby and the the, the walking and leave your home. So mm -hmm. I'm sure some challenges you faced that time. Mm -hmm. So as a single mom, like of course there are a lot of challenges yes. that I face. Can you name like a three <laughs> three challenges? Okay, the first challenge was financial challenges. Mm -hmm. Yes, as much as I was making something, it was still not enough for a single mother. Because mm -hmm. now my baby is growing up fast. She's starting school. I have to now start paying for school fees. And then uh, my mom and my mom had to move from where we were living. Mm -hmm. She had to go to where she has a piece of land in Kitengela. Mm -hmm. So now we she we had to move from Kitengela she, from high rise where we were living before in mm -hmm. Bagaviwe to mm -hmm. Kitengela. Now I had I couldn't move to Kitengela because my small business mm -hmm. was. And you're a city girl, of course. Yes. So I couldn't move because my business is here and everything I'm doing mm -hmm. is here. So I had to remain, you know, mm -hmm. and start my own life mm -hmm. as a young girl. Remember, I was, I was very young. Mm -hmm. I was How, 20. Okay. 21. 21. Yeah, when I started my business. Ah, okay. That's 2019. Yes. Okay. 2018, actually. So, so for anybody who wants to give you... But the gifts and now they can they can, <laughs> they can do the no, math. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, they can do the math. Yes. So you can say uh, financial challenges or uh, finances was one of the biggest challenges that I had. Also, time time management. Mm -hmm. It was also a big challenge because now I'm trying to work, and apart from from the salon that I'm trying to run, I had a baby mm -hmm. and my own. I'm an, I'm an artist. So mm -hmm. singing is my passion. I really love singing. So 
time management between going to work, taking care of my baby. Now my baby is not living around because now she had to move with my mom ah, to Kitengela. Because okay. now see. I'm starting at my own house. I couldn't. I was not able to take care of her, the salon, my house, everything. The music. No, I couldn't. So mm -hmm. she had to move with my mom, and I remained behind. You okay. know. So now time management. Going to see my baby, coming back to work, uh, going to do music. That was another huge challenge. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So that's not a wow, but I think but it's a wow because you managed it yeah. and <laughs> here we are now yeah. today in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. So why do many African women are putting more dreadlocks than before? Mm -hmm. Is it because they are fashionable? Mm -hmm. uh, it's not cheap, of course. Yeah. Um, Is it culture? So just tell us dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. So you have been with the salon for dreadlocks or almost yeah. uh, six years now. Six years now. Mm. So why do there is an increase of African women putting dreadlocks? Yeah. Why? Um, women are starting to embrace their natural uh, state and their natural being. And they're just starting to accept themselves w within their natural states and hair being one of them. When I was growing up, there was a lot of uh, products coming from the West that really destroyed our hair as mm -hmm. black women. Because they wanted, or most of us black women wanted our hair to mm -hmm. be straight, mm -hmm. you know? So we were putting a lot of chemicals on our hairs and destroying our hairs. Mm -hmm. But now women are starting to, women from African and African women are starting to wake up and embracing themselves as, you know, as they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why dreadlocks, and dreadlocks is a natural style, you know? Mm -hmm. Dreadlocks is a natural style. So mm -hmm. me putting dreadlocks, and it's a very protective style. If I don't want to be comping my hair every single day, mm -hmm. I, just, I just put dreadlocks. I'm still in my natural state, you know? Yeah. And that's why I think women are embracing um, dreadlocks mm -hmm. and, you know, locks-related styles mm -hmm. at this particular time. And also... I also, apart from mm -hmm. women having dreadlocks, many women are just just have their hair natural because right now there are a lot of products, you know, coming up for natural hair. Ah, okay. Before there was not, you know, you mm -hmm. had to have your hair straight so that you could be able to comb it because our hair is not the same. You know, we have kinky and coily hair. Ah, okay. So right now there are a lot of products that are coming up for our kind and our type of hair. Mm -hmm. So it, it's easy for us to be able to manage it. Ah, yeah. that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So how is it owning a business? Mm. You're a superstar singer and you're busy with music and mm. the concert. So we have heard how you, you were able to manage mm. by the beginning of uh, your company. Mm. So let's talk about now. Mm -hmm. The company is big now. Mm. I'm afraid the company is bigger than before. Mm -hmm. So how are you able to manage it? Now, the company grew. And it grew in every sector. I'm not the only person working at the salon. Now I have people who help me at the salon. So I might not be there, but business is still continuing. You understand? I understand, yeah. So at least I can now be able to multitask. Mm -hmm. Now I've set up something or a system and it's working for me now. So now that it's working and it's running, what else can I do? 
So in doing that, in creating systems that work for me, mm -hmm. I'm able to do a lot of things mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. You understand? I understand. So I can, the fact that I have people who are helping me, sorry, mm -hmm. the fact that I have people who are helping me at the salon, I can mm -hmm. be able to be at the studio okay. recording, yeah. you know? And sometimes when I'm, when I'm done recording, I have some people still working at the salon, I can go and be able to see my girl. Mm -hmm. So that's how I can be able to manage all that. Okay, that's a very impressive. Yeah. So how is our business surviving, by the way? Uh, you know, all of these uh, taxes, augmentation mm -hmm. for the current government. Mm -hmm. So that, did your company impact it? Definitely, it's impacted. Every single person is impacted by everything that's going on, especially in our economy right now. Mm -hmm. But we, we just keep going, keep moving. And... The reason I'm saying that is, you know, mm -hmm. things were hiked up, products are hiked up, uh, everything is hiked up. Mm -hmm. Transportation, everything hiked is, up, exactly. Yeah. So for some reason, we can, we also need to hike up our prices to be able to survive, survive and cope with everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. So that's how it has been. If they increase, we also have to increase, but at least we reason out, you know with the increment, mm -hmm. but we keep working hard, we keep pushing, because now we can't keep complaining, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's a good message for other entrepreneurs in Africa. Mm. You can't keep complaining, you have to push yeah. and do something. Yeah. So, let's back to Becky as a musician. Mm -hmm. When did you start your journey as a musician? Okay, I started it in 2020, 20, okay, professionally, mm -hmm. I started it in 2020. Let's not talk before we talk professionally. Mm -hmm. when, when did you realize you can sing? Okay. You can sing. Take us from down, down there. When I was a kid, oh. I discovered I could sing when I was a kid because uh -huh. I still have these memories. I used to stand in front on, on top of the sitting room table and mm -hmm. take the remote and perform <laughs> for the seats. No one is there watching me. Oh, really? Yeah, no one is there. I just put music, and mm -hmm. I think from there, it, it, that's, that's where it started class four. Class four, that was, uh, you were, uh, how, you was, uh, how old? Maybe ten. Ten? Yes. Okay. Ten years old. That's a long time ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. But then I was not doing it professionally. Mm -hmm. But when I started doing it professionally, in 2016, mm -hmm. I recorded my first song. Okay. What's the name of the song? Uh, it was called Midnight Blues. Okay. Midnight Blues. Yes, that's the name of the song. It's the first song I ever recorded. But then I was still not doing music professionally. I was you know, trying mm -hmm. out. Someone told me, hey, Becky, you can sing, go to the studio. So I went to the studio, I tried it out, I recorded. And with that one song, mm -hmm. I used to play it to many of my friends. And they're like, Becky, you can sing, actually. Mm -hmm. This is a nice song, you can sing, you can sing. So everyone who had that song encouraged me. So I was like, oh, so I can do it. So I wrote another one, went to the studio, recorded. Hmm. Slowly, slowly, and I started gaining momentum. Mm -hmm. Now in 2020, I went now professional. In everything okay yeah. Uh -huh. yeah so how was your first recording song you said like in the mm. studio mm. take us how was the first recording song well uh, okay so I, do you I, remember the name of the studio yeah square masters it was called square Masters. is it still around it's still around that's interesting it still uh -huh. is around. so how was your first day my of first recording? time was 
wow it was amazing because i had a friend of mine his name was his name is collins he's the one who took me to the studio the first time to me becky you can sing i'm going to take you to my friend's studio so he was there he took me to the studio he helped me a lot because now i didn't know how i'm going to do it you know he helped me and the, the producer also helped me with doing the choruses the mm -hmm. hooks uh, I was, you know, I didn't know anything, so sometimes I was singing away from the mic, sometimes I was singing too close to the mic, mm -hmm. and I'm glad that I had, you know, people who were there to guide me, mm -hmm. and yeah, that was basically my first mm -hmm. experience at the studio. So, how many songs do you have now? Almost 30 songs. Almost 30 songs? Yeah. Already recorded? Yeah, 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 already recorded. Uh, uh, some have videos, most actually have videos. That's very interesting. Yeah, and released. Uh-huh. Yeah. So does it pay to be a reggae singer in Kenya? I know what, what I'm saying is like, you know, you can um, find one way or another, mm. either concert or uh, city music. So like, does it pay? Like somebody who love reggae, we have, uh, um, I don't think we have someone who flowers from uh, Jamaica, but yeah. uh, there are so many people who want to know actually what's going on with mm. music industry in mm. Kenya, especially reggae. Mm. So tell us, does it Pay. Yeah. Okay. So for the payment part, it depends on a lot of things. So first of all, it depends on your music. How, like, do you have an album? Do you do live? Do you, are you a performer? Uh, do you distribute your music on online platforms? You mm -hmm. know, because as an artist, you can make money from your music in a lot of ways. You know, mm -hmm. you can make your money in shows. Mm -hmm. performances you can make your money uh, on YouTube mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh -huh. mm -hmm. you can also make your money on yeah all I have watched some of actually I can see like yeah. you are yeah, yeah you are and making <laughs> money from that but I have seen some and also years. you can also make money on online platforms on streams you ah, understand okay, okay. yeah so all, all, all of that depends on the number of audience that you have if you have a lot of people streaming your music, mm -hmm. you make a lot of money. If you do not have people streaming your music, mm -hmm. you do not make money. Okay. You understand? Okay. If you have shows, mm -hmm. you know, you're booked here, you're booked there, you're booked there, you're booked there, mm -hmm. you have money. Okay. But if you don't have shows, mm -hmm. you don't make money. The shows might, might not be paying a lot of money, mm -hmm. but, it, but at least it's something. And if you have more than one show, mm -hmm. you're making money. You understand? Yeah, also yeah. on YouTube, Mm -hmm. The views, if you the get views. view, if you have views, you make money. If you don't, you don't make money. So mm -hmm. it all depends on a lot of matters. So music pays music if pays. you're on the right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'll say one of uh, one of your song that it's you've been made like seven months ago, and it's have sixty-seven thousand mm. viewers. That shows that video probably is a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that song actually. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's a very nice song. Thank so you. some people have a judgment on reggae music mm. itself mm. and even on reggae singers. Mm. So do people in your family have a judgment on you? Well everyone is entitled to their own opinion. That's what I believe. And Everyone has an opinion, you know, and sometimes you, you can't do anything about it. But apart from people having an opinion and my family, my family supports me, actually. It's surprising how they, they support me. Sometimes I'm like, oh, oh, wow, I, I, I can't believe that they support me, mm -hmm. but they're my family. Mm -hmm. But what I believe is everyone is entitled to their own opinion. 
Mm-hmm. So to, to interrupt you when mm-hmm. you say everyone support you, like you know, sometimes you have these aunties who mm-hmm. just feel like ah, reggae music mm-hmm. is the reggae. It's people who only just take some banja drugs, So yeah. So what's well, that side of judgment like? Well, personally, no one has ever approached me and told me something like that. But people, of course, go through judgments. Mm-hmm. in that particular manner but i would just let me just answer for myself mm-hmm. let me just answer for myself uh maybe they might they might judge me but to me i know what i'm doing i'm a grown up mm-hmm. for one you understand yeah. i'm a grown up and i respect everyone i wouldn't want to disrespect anyone and i'd like us to stay on our lanes mm-hmm. so let everyone live their lives you know yeah yeah if you judge me that's that's you that's mm-hmm. on you mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with me so i'll continue living my life regardless mm-hmm. of whatever you think because mm-hmm. everyone you know yeah 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 so through your instagram mm-hmm. have, uh, you can see you have did you did so many shows mm. across africa mm. so which is your memorable event you always remember <laughs> so uh, as of now because yeah. i know in the future gonna do a lot and yeah. i wish you to do even more thank you so even to win the grammy awards mm. so which is your memorable event mm. you performed and you feel like i got you uh, <laughs> so there's this event i went to in zanzibar it's called mm. zanzibar reggae festival it's one of the biggest uh, events that i attended and that i performed not even attending mm-hmm. performing so and the crowd the crowd was amazing the the way our chemistry and the way the crowd was just responding to my performance and to my presence on stage. Mm-hmm. That was a, one of the best moments in my life. Yeah, so I'd say Zanzibar Reggae Festival. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, how do you communicate with the, your audience mm. when they say, Ladies and gentlemen, on the stage, Becky Muthoni. So, what do you do once you get there? <laughs> so, once I get on stage, yes. um, first of all, of course, I greet my audience. Uh-huh. I find out how you guys doing, mm-hmm. how you guys feeling. You know, I just see where they are. You know, mm-hmm. and personally, I start with the music first because my music is sort of a message and it sort of speaks to the crowd Mm -hmm. so i start with the music so once i start with the music now when i'm done with the first uh, song Mm -hmm. which leads to the second song so it's more of a it's more like a story like one song leads to the other one the other leads to the other Mm -hmm. so in, in that uh format or in that way i'm able to talk and communicate with the audience and they let me know how they're feeling or i let them know how the song is going or what next you understand mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. find out if they relate to the song mm-hmm. you know i ask them mm-hmm. have you ever like had someone who is you know mm-hmm. if you've ever had someone who is like this i have a song that talks about this okay. listen to this you understand mm-hmm, then i move mm-hmm. to the next one mm-hmm. so that's basically how i communicate to my audience uh-huh. yeah. uh there is this uh, an american singer she mm-hmm. was on a stage and uh something happened is she threw a microphone but yeah. the Kadibi. uh-huh mm. and yes so i know so that what can be done to you mm-hmm. on the stage and you become <laughs> mad well i don't think i can throw a microphone like that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i can but i wouldn't want to be to show my anger 
in that kind of way. Mm -hmm. I leave the stage. You just leave the stage. I just leave the stage. Uh -huh. I'll, I'd leave the stage. Some it might be embarrassing, mm -hmm. but I'll just leave and just deal with everything someplace else. In the backstage. Yes, maybe yeah, not in front of everyone. Okay. Because you know sometimes when you're mad, you can do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, or you can say a lot of things. True. And sometimes you don't even mean them. It's just the anger. Mm. Just things are coming Emotions out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather just keep calm. Mm -hmm. Just leave the stage, no matter what mm -hmm. anyone has done. Mm -hmm. Just leave, go somewhere else, and just compose myself. I know what to do now from that point onwards when I'm alone and maybe with a few people who I know. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there are some signs you see during the concert, and when, uh, like a media, we can see, see people like do different signs, but mm. you on the stage, you can see everyone there. There are some signs people they do, fingers and everything. Mm. So which signs do people do and you feel like it tries to discourage you, but mm. you feel like, let me move on. Well, it, it tries to what? To get me... To get your attention, uh, try to, to put you down. To put me down. To put you down, you know. Well, yeah. mainly, I don't focus on the negative when I'm on stage. Like I always, I always tell myself, like Becky, you are alone. You are singing on the table. Like I imagine myself. I told you I used to get on the table and sing on, to the chairs. Yes. So that's all I imagine. Like I imagine I'm doing it for myself on the mirror. Like no one is watching me. You know, when no one is watching you, you can do a lot of things. Yes. You can get crazy. You can if you can get in your element. Mm -hmm. So mostly, I can be watching the crowd. I can be communicating with the crowd. But in my head, mm -hmm. I'm performing in front of my mirror. Mm -hmm. So whatever you might be doing, you might be thinking I'm seeing you, <laughs> but... <laughs> you're not there. But you're, I'm not there. Yeah, you are there I, for music, but yes, you're not there yes, for... Yeah. Because I always try Street, to focus yeah. on mm -hmm. the positive energy. Because the moment I let any, any negative energy like this mm -hmm. inside my positivity mm -hmm. bowl, it spoils everything. It's like dropping uh, a drop of, um, what do we call, lemon mm -hmm. in, in a bowl of milk. You know, mm -hmm. you can have a large bowl of milk like this, mm -hmm. good milk, mm -hmm. refreshing milk. Come with just one drop of lemon and drop it in that milk. You see what it does, you know, it like, contaminates everything. Mm -hmm. so, same with negative energy. Mm -hmm. You can be happy doing everything, you're happy, everything is working. And then just something small happens to you like this, and then it changes your everything positive that was going on. You know, so I don't I don't concentrate on the, on the negative things when I'm on stage because I, I don't really want to you know spoil my vibe when I'm on the stage. That is very lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. also inspired actually. <laughs> any little thing can yeah, change. Any little yeah, thing, yeah. Anything. It is. Yeah. yeah. I hope for dear listeners and the viewers, yeah. you got this in somewhere <laughs> in your heart. Yeah. So does Lega music in Kenya has sexism? Like for mm. example, is it easy for a female mm. musician mm. in upcoming to get platform? Well, I can go back, question. like just to talk to some other countries. Mm. Let me talk to to Rwanda. You know, Rwanda. I know mm. a bit of. Uh, I can say we know many countries, mm. but I, let me be specific. For some other countries, reggae music. Um, you you find it has its audience. Mm -hmm. There is people there, so the, there is always uh, people with reggae. Yeah, yeah. You may find bands, people who reggae. Mm. Some radio stations who support reggae. reggae. So there is always something that is supporting reggae. reggae. So, but let's come here to Kenya. One of the artists told me actually the 
origin of reggae mm -hmm. is also part of Kenya, something about Mau Mau. So that was very inspired. Yeah. So now you're trying to find yourself. Mm -hmm. There are so many musicians, but mm -hmm. reggae. So how is it for female? Female artists. Oh, yeah. I'd say it's not easy. It's not easy. And let's just be real, you know? It's mm -hmm. not easy because, especially as a female artist in the industry, because uh, people ask for favors in return, you know? Yeah. So you might go to look for a show. Someone has alternative motives. Mm -hmm. Someone wants something else so that they can, you know, just because they're the gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. You see, they want something else. But if you have the right connections, if you meet the right people, it's mm -hmm. very easy for you. But if you are not on that track, Mm -hmm. It can be very tricky mm -hmm. before you meet the right people. Personally, it has happened to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Before, it hasn't happened to it you. It has happened to it me. It happened to you. Uh -huh. yeah, Give us has. one example. Because some of our listeners, mm -hmm. I did some other episodes mm -hmm. and people there was like, we are so happy you bring us a side we don't hear yeah. in America, in mm -hmm. the ALOP. So... Just give us some example. Okay, yeah. let, let me give you an example. Yeah, like what happened so to apart, you? Yeah. Apart from, let me talk about show. Let me, let me not talk about shows. Mm -hmm. Let me talk about uh, recording mm -hmm. music and recording studios and producers. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a recording studio, personally, the ones that I've gone to mm -hmm. are it's a small space, it's just you and the producer. Mm -hmm. Only two time. people. Only two people in a small room. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I don't know, some people can't take care of their emotions or mm -hmm. what, I don't know what to call it. So you can go there, do music, and someone starts doing funny things. You understand? Because mm -hmm. you're the, just the two of like you there. Like touching you. Yes, they want to touch you, they want you to sit on them, they want you to do, I don't know, you, you understand? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. once they're done with your music, you want your music, you have paid. Mm -hmm. But still, before they give you your music, it's a, it's, it's a hassle. It's a hassle. Mm -hmm. So to get your music which you already paid, you exactly. have to pay something. You have to, yes, you have yeah. to come over. Yeah. Come over and get your You understand? Mm -hmm. it's yes. not, yeah, it has happened to me. So it's not easy as a woman. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I try to keep it professional. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm going to the studio, I try to find someone else. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone and call them my manager. Mm -hmm. I can go with my cousin, my friend, my brother. Mm -hmm. You know, make it more professional. Uh, but sometimes these people are not available. People have their own lives going on, you know. Yeah. But before you create like your own team and your own brand, you know, it's a step at a time before you get there. Mm -hmm. So this, this process, before you get there is where the work is. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But now, I figured it out, mm -hmm. and I'm glad that I met professional and good people in the industry, you know, people who have helped me grow, mm -hmm. uh, grow my music, grow myself, mm -hmm. grow my brand, mm -hmm. so yeah. At first it was hard, but now I'm so glad I met all the people that I met mm -hmm. along the way. They are good people. They are definitely good people. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's very awesome and inspiring um, mm -hmm. to overcome that challenge yeah. because uh, their listeners as well. Uh, Becky Muthon is one of uh, female Kenyan musician who is trying to keep Lege alive. Mm -hmm. So she's among the top uh, female uh, Lege music. Yeah. So which I think it's very inspiring. So mm -hmm. there are some challenges. So what are some challenges do you see upcoming female musician, especially mm -hmm. Lege, they will be first. Yeah. You mentioned one of them like that sexism of song is done mm -hmm. before getting the song. Mm -hmm. 
come over first. Mm. So what are the challenges in terms of market, let's say terms of market and promotion to play on a radio station, in distribution, well, yes. You need money for distribution. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap. Sometimes you maybe need to pay for ads. Sometimes you need to put your song on the platforms, which need money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't have this money. Upcoming artists don't have this money. You need to go for interviews. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> some radio stations and some presenters, they ask for money. Mm-hmm. You know? Soda. To just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they ask yeah. for favors. Yeah, before buy they, some water. Yes, yeah. before they have you for the interview or mm-hmm. before they even play your music. They can even have you for the interview, but now they tell you, we want to have your song on rotation. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want your song to be on rotation, you need to have some, you need to check something, you need to remove something. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. those, those, are, those are the main, actually, challenges mm-hmm. that most artists mm-hmm. go through. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, so sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but you now, as the queen mm-hmm. who have been putting the music uh, on the stage. Mm-hmm. What do you, you have used? Like, how do you think these uh, challenges can be overcome, especially for these uh, upcoming uh, female musicians? How do you think they can overcome some of the challenges? Like, what you are mm-hmm. advice for them to okay. overcome some of the challenges? Mm-hmm. For the financial challenges, mm-hmm. mm, I'd say doing let me talk about music, you know. Doing music is not uh, easy, especially if you don't have finances. You need finances to do music because mm-hmm. you definitely need to pay a producer. You definitely need to pay a videographer to do a video for you or to do something for you. So mm-hmm. uh, I tell them to arrange themselves in such a way that they can get something to do. I know it, it might not be easy, but whatever mm-hmm. you get, you need to, to have something that you're doing that is at least generating a form of income mm-hmm. for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And with that, it will be able for you to be able to go to the studio and record something or shoot something without someone taking advantage of you. Because now you can walk up to someone and tell them you want to you know, do something, but you don't have money. Mm-hmm. You know, this, if, if that person is not a good person or is not an understanding person, mm-hmm. they take advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have money, so you're going to pay me this particularly you mm-hmm. see but if as a woman you just work hard to get something to do mm-hmm. and save a little because you might not have enough money but just try and save is if music is your passion mm-hmm. and if, if that's something that you really want to do mm-hmm. you really need to work on it and you really need to sac- sacrifice a lot mm-hmm. so you have to save something for your art or for your craft to grow so with that money you can approach someone tell them this is what I can afford. I don't have a lot, mm-hmm. but this is what I have. You know, so if you approach someone in that perspective, they'll give you a form of respect. Mm-hmm. You know, before even thinking of doing or asking you for a favor, they'd give it a benefit of doubt because this person has at least tried, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's... And just respect yourself mm-hmm. as a woman. If something is not working and if it's not the right thing, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. So you are saying being talented in Africa is not enough without having the resources to invest into your talent. It's not. Unfortunately, it is not. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's, very, <laughs> it's very unfortunate. Because there are a lot of, I know a lot of people who have mad talent out here. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like even people who are not even on the mainstream, they're mm-hmm. even more talented 
than the people who are being played on the mainstream and everything. Mm -hmm. But just because they have talent, it takes a lot more than talent. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot more. And you might have talent, but you're not working on your talent. You're not consistent. You have talent, but you're not doing anything. So ta it, ta talent, no. Talent, I think talent is the least in the least. Mm -hmm. It's the last in the least, mm -hmm. you know? Because you need to be consistent. You need to be doing it no matter what, mm -hmm. you know? So talent is not enough. Yeah. No. That's a message. No. So Becky, as we cross to the end of our episode, mm -hmm. what is your favorite food, by the way, in case some of our fans want to give you gifts on your birthday? Yeah. So what's your favorite food? My favorite Tell food. Tell us like locally here in Kenya mm. and when you travel okay. outside of Kenya. Okay. My favorite food locally is ugali. It's ugali and fish. Yes, my favorite. And when I travel, well, I don't have like... How is the fish is cooked, by the way? So to talk to you. Fried. Fried fish. I, like, I love fried fish. Okay. Like the dry one. Mm -hmm. The dry one. The dry, crunchy one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. And some kachumbari. Uh -huh. That's my best. Uh -huh. And locally, when I tra uh, internationally, when I travel, mm. the only thing that I find um, I can relate with mm -hmm. is chicken. Chicken? Yeah. Because ah. now chicken is what... You know, I eat chicken. Chicken is everywhere. Yeah. Chicken is everywhere. Mm -hmm. So when I travel, mm -hmm. I eat chicken. Okay. Mm, chicken and rice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's very interesting. And um, do you have any message for someone who doesn't know Kenya and looking for the visit? So why do you think people should visit Kenya? I'm asking this question because there is no doubt you are among of um, the person who can talk about Kenya mm. through your music, mm. through your messages. So you mm. have experience of this country. Mm. Yeah, 100%. So mm. why do you think people should visit Kenya? Okay, so Kenya is one of the one of the best countries in Africa. I'd say that. Kenya has... No, you are, it's true. It's one yeah. of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that too as well. One of yeah. the best countries yeah. in Africa. You are definitely Kenya right. Kenya has perfect weather. The tourism industry in Kenya is the best. Um, I'd say the life, the economy is not as expensive as in other Africa, other developed African countries. Africa is one of the, Kenya is one of the most developed African countries, yet it's not as expensive as other African developed countries. So if you're coming from maybe the, the West or Europe, Kenya would be one of the best places to live, mainly because of the economy, the weather. The people and the the tourism, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. What about in terms of accessibility of food? Do you oh, think food well, is everywhere? Everywhere in Kenya, mm. food is everywhere, and we have a variety of food. And I think the fact that we are we are I think Kenyans are modern. It's a modern country, so people coming from other countries won't get like what is it called culture shock, you know? Because mm -hmm. and then also language. Forgot to mention that mm -hmm. all Kenyans, all Kenyans, mm -hmm. most Kenyans mm -hmm. speak English, and most most of the people in the in the world speak mm -hmm. English. So I think communication will be easier when you come to Kenya. Wow! Yeah. And somebody said communication is the key. Yeah, commu <laughs> communication wow. is the key. That's a good line. Yeah. So. Um, 
what are your plans for 2024? Any mm. new song, any new collabo, yeah. any concert? So, <laughs> yeah. tell us. So, uh, our fans mm. who are over, they can uh, know what's your plan in okay. 2024. Okay, so in 2024, I have a lot. I am working on a lot. I'm even excited, you know. Um, so, last year, mm -hmm. I traveled to Ghana to see my cousin. And she's, she's a YouTuber. She's a content creator. And before she started her YouTube channel, mm -hmm. I was with her when she started her YouTube channel. And she has really, really, really grown. Mm -hmm. So when I went to visit her last year, she was like, you know, Becky, you should... I already have a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So she was like, you should do more because you don't do music a lot. Because my YouTube channel is mainly for my music. Mm -hmm. I, only put, put, I was only putting on my music and my music videos only. But apart from that, mm -hmm. Becky is not only an artist. Mm -hmm. Becky is a hairstylist. Yeah, yeah. Becky has a lot going on in her life. Mm -hmm. So, and she can document that. Becky is a traveler. Exactly. And <laughs> yes. she can document that and she can help people learn mm -hmm. one or two things from whatever she's doing. Mm -hmm. So apart from just music, why are you just doing, putting just music? Why, where is the rest of the content going? And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's, a, that's, that's something. Yeah. Why is the rest of my content going? Yeah. You know? So I decided I'm going to be more serious mm -hmm. with my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. More and active exactly. there, more stories there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So apart from just doing music, mm -hmm. everything that I'm doing, hair, mm -hmm. traveling, my lifestyle, mm -hmm. everything that I'm doing, just put it there. Mm -hmm. So I, that's how I became a content creator. And now this year, I've really been working on me as a content creator and putting out content and going to places you know mm. meeting new people opening up my mind you know and just talking to people because i've not been talking to people a lot mm -hmm. now this is something that i'm trying to i'm learning mm -hmm. you know so this year that is one of the things that is in my to-do list like mm -hmm. be very active on my youtube and apart from that i'm working on my album okay yes i want to work on my album apart from working on my album now mm -hmm. I want to do my own show, like have my own show with my own music, mm -hmm. all, all the music that I've done, or most of the music that I've done. Mm -hmm. I want to like compile a show with an intimate audience mm -hmm. and just give, gift them mm -hmm. that. Oh, yes. that's so, lovely. So that's something that I'm really working on doing mm -hmm. this year mm -hmm. and also some other shows that I'm going definitely to announce on my platform. Okay. Yeah. The last question, mm -hmm. uh, you never mentioned about your daughter. What's the plan for your daughter, by the way, in 2024? So, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we forget about that. her. What's her name, actually? <laughs> her name is Munifa. Munifa. Yes, her name so is So, how old is she now? She's, she's turning nine ah, this year. She's eight. Okay. Yeah, she's So, see, what's she's her turning. plan? What's wow. the plan you have for her in 2024? <laughs> so, in 2024, my daughter is graduating this year. Oh, she's moving that's on lovely. to... I don't know what they call it. There's this new system we've had, mm -hmm. but now she's graduating this year, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm planning to. My daughter actually wants to be a musician. I don't. I, I think it's because of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she follows everything that I do, but she wants to become a musician. And as a parent, I think we should encourage the things that we see in our our babe, our kids, mm -hmm. especially the things that they are passionate about, the things that you can see that they like. Mm -hmm. So this year I'm planning on starting to work on her talents mm -hmm. and growing them from when she's still a young girl. Mm -hmm. So she wants to do music and when I was growing up I really wanted to know how to play the guitar. Okay. I really wanted to. And mm -hmm. my mom bought me a guitar mm -hmm. and she had to find me a tutor 
to, to teach me how to play yes, the guitar, yes, okay. which was Safe very, yes, and... which was very expensive, by the way, at mm -hmm. that time. And my mom having three kids and doing everything was not easy. So mm -hmm. I just had my guitar and I, I didn't learn how to play it, but at least I had the guitar. Mm -hmm. But now uh, I want to give my child mm -hmm. a chance to be able to know how to do it because I, I, I can, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take her to music school mm -hmm. this year and she's going to learn an instrument or two so that it was, it's going to be easier for her mm -hmm. to do music, to make music. Mm -hmm. You know, when she learns this thing from when she's young, it's going mm -hmm. to be easier for her as she's growing up. Yeah. So she won't face the challenges that I faced when I was trying to make it. Okay. In my journey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So Becky, mm. thank you very much. Uh, so where can people find you online? Just say your platforms. Okay. So yeah. So you can find me everywhere. Um, uh, social platforms: Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, username, usernames. Yeah. Twitter, mm -hmm. yes, and TikTok. All my usernames is Becky Modoni uh -huh. underscore at the end. Okay. Everywhere. Okay. Becky Modoni underscore. Okay. And then you can follow me and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. It's Becky Modoni. I already did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also apart from that, mm -hmm. you can find my music and it's available everywhere on iTunes, Spotify, you name it mm -hmm. as Becky Modoni. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Becky Mutoni, thank you very much for your time. Thank you we very really much appreciate. for having me as well. I'm so inspired. <laughs> I hope our listeners are inspired. Yeah. You're very uh, talented and uh, very minded woman thank and very so entrepreneur. Much. I wish you all the best and thank good you. success. Mm. I hope to see you in the next episode. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening our episode. See you next time with your host, Celestina Wiedemann.